Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's R.C. Maxfield here alongside Lyle Leong Jr. for the Back to 12 podcast. And Lyle, do you smell that? Do you smell that? I don't know if you smell it out there in Leveland. Definitely smell it. I definitely smell, smell it. Feel it. No, I'm not talking about the farms either, people. Yeah, you do. You do no, smell I think it as well. Yeah, no, it's college it. football. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on the horizon. We are just under 50 days away from college football returning. I'm just I was thinking about it yesterday, Lyle. I think my favorite time of the year is that mid-October to mid-November where it's still warm enough outside that you can wear shorts a couple of days, but you can have that nice little pullover on, you know, yeah. and you can open up your windows on a Sunday or Saturday and just watch football, college game day, whatever it may be. Um, we are inching ever so closely to that, and there is a lot to discuss. As Last time we talked about we didn't even have Big 12 um, preseason poll out. We'll talk about that, give our thoughts. We'll also discuss Big 12 Media Day, what Joey McGuire and crew had to say, five other Red Raiders there from the team. Also, we're going to give our top six quarterbacks going into the Big 12 this season. Where does Tyler Shuck rank? Is he in the top five? Lyle, before we pressed record, said people are not going to like his top six, so there's that. But before we get into today's video and podcast, be sure to subscribe. We're about to hit, I think, 8,150, about 8,150. So help us pass that mark. Looking to get over 10,000 this year during football season. It's been incredible what y'all have done responding and interacting with us, not only here on YouTube, but on Twitter. We really appreciate it. But Lyle, it's been a minute, and this is probably the most distant news when it comes to Texas Tech and really just the Big 12 in general. The preseason media poll. And before we get into it, I got to ask you this. Real quick, when you were a player, did you even look at this, like, at all? Nah, never looked at it. Okay. And, um, I saw uh, Coach Brown talking about it, which, you know, was my offense coordinator uh, my senior year, but talking about how uh, he brought brought it to the team that they were picked last and they talked about it, discussed it. Um, that's a first for me. And like I said, everywhere I've been, um, and, and, uh, and I really, that's, I say everywhere at tech, when I've been there, you know, it's not a concern of where they pick us. It's always been about you and your team and what you can do. Um, I think, cause that, I think that's the fine line of being an athlete is, um, looking too much into that stuff. Cause it's easy to, yeah. you know, watch ESPN and, you know, like the, the cool thing for me is going, going to the club after a game, making top 10 and seeing yourself, it's easy to get. It's easy to get caught up in that that stuff. So I think uh, a lot of coaches um, and players, they don't get caught up in that because at the end of the day, um, it really doesn't matter what the preseason pick is. It, it, you know, it only matters how you finish. So never once did we look at it. But at the at the end of the day, uh, it's always in the back of, back of your mind, too. Like, if you see this pick last, like, and that's disrespectful. Sure. So you try to use it as motivation. But at the end of the day, you got to show up on Saturday and, and, and make it make it happen. Yeah, West Virginia should be last, though. My God. Um, holy crap. Yeah, that's, that's um, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful to Neil Brown. That team is just bad. Um, so we'll start there. Since we started at the bottom, we'll run through it 14 to 1. Feels weird to say 14 to 1, um, but that's where we're at right now. Only year as of right now that the Big 12 will have 14 teams. Um, now, Brett Yarmark, the commissioner of the Big 12, did say that they are open to expansion, but not necessarily going to make it happen unless the pieces are right. I'd be shocked if it didn't personally. But let's start at 14. West Virginia, they got 129 votes, a substantial mm -hmm. drop or substantial increase, excuse me, from to Cincinnati at 13 with 202, Houston at 12, BYU at 11, and then Iowa State at 10. Truthfully, Lyle, I, I probably would only switch BYU and Iowa State, but like that's more of just like the long-term pedigree BYU has had and not what they're bringing to the table this year. Um, but yeah, I think that these are clearly the bottom five teams mm -hmm. in the Big 12 with Iowa State probably having the best chance to get out of this bottom tier of the conference. Yeah, I would do the same. I would switch um... – 
UCF and Iowa State, honestly. Uh, I just think oh, – wow. um, I, I tell people this all the time and people get so pissed at me for saying this, but um, it's a difference when you jump into a Big 12 and you have to, you know, play uh, these big schools weekly. And they've been, <clears throat> you know, in a conference and no disrespect to their conference, but they've been where they've played, you know, one tough – one super tough game. And so I think for these guys, it's going to be an adjustment. Do I think they're going to be trash and be last? No. But I think it, it takes a toll when you play Texas and then turn around, play Kansas State, turn around, play Oklahoma, and then turn around, play Texas Tech. So um, we'll see how those guys, I don't know if they've been, um, not to say they don't work hard. There's guys in every conference that's good. But when you're going against top notch, top conference, power five, week in, week out, you know, you get injuries, you get uh, fatigued, you know, players aren't used to that. And so, I think uh, for those guys, it's going to be an adjustment period for them. So I'd switch those two, and then I my top four would probably change and everything else would be the same. For my top four, I'd have Kansas State winning the Big 12, Texas being second. You've Tech seen the light, Lyle. You've yeah, seen the I light. Did. I did. With Will Howard coming back? Yeah, I see. But Texas uh, second, Tech third, and I have Baylor fourth. Oh, wow. So you don't even have Oklahoma in your top four? No, I don't. Okay. Well, to, let's let's do the complete list real quick. So that was Lyle's top four. The actual top nine were Kansas, UCF, Oklahoma State, who got a first place vote, which is an absolutely ridiculous Homer ass thing to do by a beat writer because uh, they have no business deserving that. Um, number six is Baylor, TCU at five, Texas Tech at four, Oklahoma at four. Backtrack a little bit for me. TCU got three pl- first place votes. I can understand it after last year. Uh, they did lose a lot, but it's the respect mm-hmm. factor in recency bias. I'm okay with it. Texas Tech got four first place votes, the same as Oklahoma, and was only 29 points away in the total points from Oklahoma and being third. So they kind of view TCU and Oklahoma five through three kind of in a similar light, which I don't hate at all. Oklahoma in third, as I mentioned, then Kansas State. At second, got 14 first-place votes with 558 points. And then, of course, Texas comes in at number one with 41 first-place votes and 886 votes total. Like, I get it from the Texas side. I'll say this. um, This is by far the most talented team Sark has had. By far. If it doesn't work this year and they don't win the Big 12, I don't know if it ever will. Just simple and plain. Like, in terms of them being, like, that national – like relevant at the top of where they want to be again, right? Because like this team that Sark has truly is super talented and tech fans aren't going to like to hear that, but like it's the truth. Like, and uh, for me, Lyle, looking at it right now, you know how I feel about Kansas State. I love Kansas State. I love everything that um, they're doing up to Manhattan. I would probably put them at number one as well. Um, I'd probably have Texas at two. I put Oklahoma at three, Texas Tech at four, and then TCU at five. So really the only thing I would switch is Kansas State and Texas. Um, I mean, I we'll talk about it here in a little bit, unless you want to get into it right now, Lyle, in terms of our top, top six quarterbacks. But it's not a coincidence that four of the top six quarterbacks in this league, in my opinion, are from the teams that are ranked in the top four of the preseason poll. Um So I I think for me, when I look at it, again, really the only big thing, the biggest qualm I have in this is Kansas at nine is utterly disrespectful. Um, I get that they're close, but when Jalen Daniels is healthy, game changer. It's a game changer, right? And and so for me, I would not have Kansas at nine. I think I'd probably have them at seven, if I'm being honest. Um, I know that there's some people that say, oh, the defense is going to hold them back. Listen, the defense doesn't even have to be bad. Like, it just, I mean, it just needs to be bad. Like, that's it. Like, it, it just needs to take one step forward. Like, it just can't be atrocious. Like, that's it. Like, if it's bad, they're fine because their offense is going to be probably top three, top four at worst in the Big 12. So I'd probably put Kansas at seven, scoot everybody down one after that. Um, so have Oklahoma State at eight, UCF at nine. Um, I'm higher on UCF than you are. I like Gus Malzahn. Maybe it's the, you know, Arkansas kid in me and him getting his start at Shiloh Christian up there as a high school coach. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's probably my biggest thing is like Kansas at nine is crazy. Um, I agree. 
But the biggest disrespectful thing is, and I really want to know who the hell did it, Oklahoma State getting a first-place vote, you should never be allowed to vote on a media poll again, let alone have an opinion on sports. That is blasphemous, atrocious, and downright sacrilege on just anything that is good about college football. That is stupid. Just straight up stupid. What are we doing? You got to give them – you you do got to give them – you know, what I give them is from – Playing, being there, Oklahoma State's been many times one game away. Honestly, they're good. They're good. But honestly, they're they good. lose. They lose at uh, what's the last game with OU? They've had several times they would have won the Big Twelve, but they lose. To I OU get it. I get it, Lyle. But and you Lincoln can't in your there, right. They would have won. <laughs> you can't in your right mind tell me right now, as the roster stand, that you truly believe Oklahoma State is the best team, and that's what that means. That's what that means, that first place vote. You cannot look anyone in their eyes and tell me with unequivocal doubt and not feeling like you have to go to church and confess your sins that Oklahoma State is the best team in the Big 12. There's no way in hell. There's no way. Yeah, but you still got to perform. I, I, can't, I get it. I can't I get it. Be but that's not what like this is about. They're, they're the, they got they got rec- they got, they got some top-notch people. So every year they're, they're they got top-notch. This isn't a shot. This isn't a shot you know? at Oklahoma State as a program. They are a good program. They are. But you cannot tell – and the only reason I can think that maybe this person did it, maybe, and I'm not even trying to give them an out. Oklahoma State has arguably the easiest schedule um, in the Big 12. I mean, they avoid a lot of top-end teams, right? But here's this. Here's the thing. No. Just no. That's the thing. No. No. There's no way in hell that person truly believes that. And honestly, I hope somebody records this and just roasts my ass on Twitter if it happens. I hope it does. If Twitter's a thing by the end of the season. Um, I hope it happens um, for their sake. But there's no way in hell they truly believe that right now. There's no way. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was one of my tangents. I'll have another one here in a second. Um, you know what? Let's jump into our top six quarterbacks real quick because I think quarterbacks are a good transition here. Again, quarterbacks are obviously the most important uh, position in football. They're not the end-all, be-all, but they're a pretty good indicator about how you feel about a team. Um, Lyle, let's start at number six on your list. Who do you have as the sixth best quarterback in the Big 12 right now? I'm going to have to go with my man Chandler Morris from TCU. Um, he hasn't had a lot Spicy. of – He hasn't had a lot of um, – he hasn't had a lot of play. But if you look at his numbers, very efficient. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. the difference between him and a lot of these Big 12 quarterbacks. You're going to throw interceptions in the Big 12. But some of these guys in this Big 12 have tons of interceptions. So, I got to give it to him. He's had very limited. So, you know, it could go the left or the right. But the times that he's got to play, he's been very efficient. And I think part part of that was, you know, my my bro, um, G. Riley, you know, doing his thing. So with the new offensive coordinator, we'll see how that goes, too. But he's been efficient with the ball. And one thing I've learned as a coach, as a player, those quarterbacks that can uh, keep the ball from getting turned over usually are pretty successful. Yeah. And remember, he was the starter last year for TCU, got hurt. And then Max Duggan, no pun intended, took the job and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um, at number six, I have John Reese Plumley from UCF, uh, the mm-hmm. two sports star plays baseball for the golden Knights. Also the starting quarterback. He is arguably the most interesting guy out of those four teams that are coming in because if he plays well, I think there's a scenario that UCF finishes in the top six of the big 12. Um, but I think there's a ton on his shoulders. I think UCF is by far the most talented team coming in um, out of the Cincinnati's, Houston's, and BYU. Um, I think that's just for sure. Are you trying to get a fly right now? Yeah, sorry, folks. No, nice. Did you get him? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, nice. Sorry. I know. No, I I, I love a good uh, tangent on the podcast there. That I tried to let him make it. He hit my nostril twice. That was too much for me. So I didn't No, no, no. That. You're good. I, I, I think that that's the way to go. Are you an old school Swiflotter guy? Uh, what do you mean by old school, brother? Like the plastic ones you buy for 25 cents? Uh, yeah, school provided these, brother, um, and I, oh. I just use them. 
that yeah. that's all I needed to know. The school provided it. I knew what they yeah. were. And so it's been a lot of yeah. a lot of deaths on my hand due to this. And so nice. You know, for my animal lovers out there, that's all. It's I mean. a fly. Do flies mm-hmm. count as animals? You know, in this like world, we getting we upset live, about that. In this world we live in, I wouldn't be surprised if I get a tweet right after this. You know, saying how bad. Ah, we'll be all right. <laughs> so you I'm know, more of one of those uh, electric guys. Have you seen those electrics fly? Yeah, smokers? I can't afford that. Um, the way my oh. bank account set up, being a teacher. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got it as a gift, so. Hey, well, next Christmas, send one to your boy. I love to zap him up. (laughs) Noted. Noted. (laughs) Um, I've got John Reese Plumley at six. Um, Who do you have at five, Lyle? At five, I have uh, Mr. Gabriel from OU at five. At five? I have him at five. And the reason I put him at five um, is because he has arguably uh, one of the most talented receiving cores in the Big 12. I think he threw 12 interceptions last year, 13 interceptions, something high. Uh, I have to go back and check my facts. Um, but to me, that was a big reason why uh, OU was not successful last year due to turnovers. And a lot of those turnovers were, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's – it's uh, I don't want to say it's on the quarterback because the O-line got to block, receivers got to run the right, right route. It's a lot of stuff that could go wrong. But when you throw that many interceptions with that many high-class athletes around you, that's tough for me to it's tough for me to kind of kind of get with. So that's my biggest thing on him. I think he has every tool to be the best quarterback in the Big 12. I think that um, he has the tools around him to be the best quarterback. But like I said, I mean, if you go back and look at the stats and I know it's not fair. Nine because, total turnovers. Yeah. Nine total turnovers. He yeah, had yeah. six interceptions, but three fumbles. Yeah. So turnovers is what I look for. And I just think, you know, and it's kind of not fair because they've had some great quarterbacks before him, but. That's why OU, the difference of OU was quarterback play. And it's to me, it's, uh, you know, he's a young cat jumping in that role. But for me, turnovers. Don't get me wrong. I think he can be the best. But if we're going off of what he's done thus far, um, that's why I have him at five. Yeah, you'll hear about him on my list later. I am much higher on Dylan Gabriel. Um, At number five, I have Tyler Shuck. And it's not a knock on Tyler Shuck. It's just. Again, like you look at his stats, and here's the thing. The most important stat for a quarterback is winning football games, right? He's 8-1 and one as a starter at Texas Tech. That's all I really care about, right? But if you look strictly at the stats themselves, they're not all inspiring or anything like that, and that's fine. Again, win football games, I really don't care, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest compliment I can give Tyler Shuck is I think I will be drastically too low, Um when the season is over, I think I will look foolish having him at number five, but I can't in good faith have him any higher than the other four guys I have on this list um, yeah. ahead of him. Just for the sheer fact of, again, I think Tyler Shuck will play at least 10 games this year. If Tyler Shuck plays 10 games this year, which he hasn't done during his time at Texas tech, obviously when you look at his record as a starting quarterback, he's eight and one, but if he plays 10 games this year, Lyle, he's a top, three quarterback in the big 12 at worst. And I probably put him at number two because I know he's going to produce in Zach Kitley's offense. There's just no way he doesn't. Um, He's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the big 12. This is really just a thing of, for me, right. First and foremost, the talent around him, right. Um, Good talent. There's no doubting about that in terms of Jerron Bradley, you got Loic Fungi, you got Miles Price, you've got Dre McCray. Um, but there's a couple of guys I have in front of him that I think potentially maybe do more from the standpoint of one for sure. Cause I think this guy is the most important player on his team in the entire league. Um, and I have him pretty high up. We mentioned this team earlier. Um, and then a couple of others where I think maybe from a talent standpoint, they have more around him right now in terms of proven talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one I'm just infatuated in hell with, I mean, my God, there's one in front of him that, you, you probably know who it is. Um, I've been on him since day one from the jump. Absolutely love him. I actually have him at number four. But, um, yeah, Tyler Shuck is at five for me. And I, I'm telling you right now, I will look dumb saying this right now. I, I know I will. I know I will. But I can't in good faith project potentially what's going to happen. I have to go right now. This is going into the 2023 season. I'll go ahead and go get my fourth over with because I'm sure a lot of people know who it is. It's Will Howard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Will Howard. Um, 
if he's just two or three percentage points more accurate, I understand that's quite a bit for a quarterback. Um, he's the best quarterback in the Big 12. It's that simple for me. I, I really think he is. Um, he was efficient as hell last year. Um, I believe he had 18 total touchdowns, four interceptions, only four turn, turn, uh, total turnovers. And mm-hmm. I just love everything about Kansas State. Um, I mean, I've been on it since the jump um, in terms of what the Wildcats were building. I'm glad that you're finally on the bandwagon as well, Lyle. Um, they're just so good. And I get it. They're going to lose Deuce Vaughn. They'll have a running back by committee. Um, believe they brought in a running back from Florida State. That's pretty good. Um, they keep some of their wide receivers. They're going to have to figure it out um, since they lost their star defensive end to the first round of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but again, I, I just believe in the Wildcats. And I think now that Will Howard has um, complete control of the QB one spot, nobody else there, no Taylor Martinez or anything like that. Um, I think he's absolutely going to ball out in Manhattan in the Little Apple this year. I agree. That's a, he's a good one. For my fourth, I have um, Quinn. I have Quinn okay. uh, at four. And like I said, my, my biggest thing is the weapons around him. Like I said, to, mm-hmm. to me, there's just – there's no excuse. Like I said, he had a pretty good season, threw for 2,000 yards, only six interceptions. Um, was but, hurt for some of that too. What you say? Yeah, was hurt for some of that too. Yeah. Um, and, and so – but I think the biggest thing is, like I said, um, when it comes down to him – I think my biggest problem is his, his last minute decisions. When it, when the ball is in his hand and they're going down, sure. I, I don't I don't know uh, how much I trust it. So um, to have the amount of five stars around you and um, you know, and I don't want to say not produce because he produces, you know, and quarterback is the hardest position. But to me, that'd be my biggest take is when it comes down to the wire. When I've seen him, I feel like he hasn't always came through, or when pressure is coming, he needs a drive. I feel like he's not able to to come through. And when you have people around you, um, you look at their class right now. When you look at the people that they get year in and year out, uh, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to kind of get past that. So I got him at four. I like Quinn. Um, I always have. Um, thank God he got rid of that disgusting ass mullet. But um, I I chalk last year up to. I'm not trying to give him a pass or anything because you're right. There's a ton of talent there. Um, but that er, that injury early on against Alabama, I think really kind of didn't do him any favors, I guess is probably the best way to say it, um, for his long-term you know, success during that season. Um, I mean, you know better than anybody, Lyle, in this tech podcasting space. Like The only day that you're truly 100% as a football player is the first day of fall camp, and then after that, you're just trying to manage things. Yeah. Um, and so – I can't even imagine what it's like if you actually have a serious injury and you have to go through it. Um, But I I think that's the thing. Like Quinn, rightfully so, it comes with the territory. I don't think he'd have it any other way. Like he gets knocked a lot, right? Like for some of the things he does. But also last year was the first year he was starting. Um, And I I think, again, I think he's a good quarterback. Again, as you mentioned, the stats already. Threw for about 2,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. Did have an interception or two late in ball games that probably cost them a chance to win the game. Um, his game against TCU, I get it. It's TCU. Um, but didn't really do a lot of great things there, um, in my opinion. Uh, now, absolutely, he balled out against Washington in the bowl game. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there will be some growth there. I actually have Quinn at three. Um, and you hit a lot of the points I was going to talk about. So who do you have at three on your list? Is this where, hey, uh, this to... where Tyler Shuck comes in? No, I do want to say I do want to say one thing on that, though, too. When you get paid a lot of money and when you make it a deal where, hey, I'm picking out of these two schools and you bring it to that, that's what comes with it, too. So at the same sure. time, I want to put 100%. that out there. You know what I'm saying? Like he's getting paid big bucks. Like I'll take that right now if Tech pays me five million to come back. I'm, I'm with it. So. I just want to say sure. that. But for me, for three, I have Will Howard um, for my three. Um, and like I said, what, why I have him there is because he came in as a backup, um, continued to win games, continued to to play good. And, like, that's hard to do as a backup, to not play half the season for a guy that's super good, that's high on everybody's list, to come in behind him and make those plays. And like you talked about already, you hit most of the point. He's a he's a, a efficient, and, and in my opinion, he's the second most – no, third most important 
uh, a quarterback to his team in the Big 12. The other two are more important, in, in my opinion. I think, uh, like I said, he's just – he does a lot of stuff besides throw the ball. You know, he hands it, he runs it. He just makes good decisions. He's a bigger guy, uh, so they did a lot of stuff. Six five. Yeah. I, I, dead ass, Lyle. I did not even realize that until Big 12 media day, like, yesterday. When right. I saw him, or uh, two days ago, I was like, damn, well, Howard looks kind of big. I always thought he was like 6'2", no, right? Bro. That's literally what I thought he was. And then I looked at the measurables. I was like, this man is 6'5", 250. That's what I'm saying. And and that's another element, you know, that they have. They can run the ball with the quarterback. You know, Kit does that a lot uh, with Ty. But like I said, that's a, that's a problem. If you go ask any D.C. in America what the hardest thing to do is, it's a quarterback that's able to run or a quarterback that you can use on a short yardage. Um, and so I think, like you said, he's the most important piece to their team. I think if he gets hurt, like I said, 90% of the time, go look at history. Anytime your starting quarterback gets hurt, most teams do not continue to have success. And so for him to step in there and them to have success, that says a lot about that man. So that's why I got him at number three. Yeah, no, I, I... – Hey, welcome to the K-State bandwagon. Unbelievable. Yes, sir. Didn't think this was going to happen 12 months ago, did you? Um, (laughs) Here we are. Love me some Will Howard. Um, All right, so we're moving to our top two. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button and let us know down in the comments below who do you think is the best QB in the Big 12. We're at our top two. I think Lyle and I are going to have the same number one. I really do. Um, We did not talk about this before. I know we're not going to have the same number two. And if we don't have the same number two, then we're probably not going to have the same number one. Or we will have the same number one, excuse me. So, um, Lyle, who you got at number two? I got my man, Ty. Uh, Wow, Tyler Shuck at number two. Number two. Um, And and the reason I do have my number two is, like I said, going eight and one, um, you know how I feel about the receiver play um, at Texas Tech. So, um, I think it's going to be better but I don't think it's been great for him. I think he's made decisions. Um, and, and part of this is, like I said, having that connection over there and knowing what's going on too. Uh, but the amount of times he, he kind of has, um, and please don't blow this up, Twitter uh, and YouTube people, but he kind of has some glimpse of Graham as far as being knowledgeable to change a play to get what he wants to do. And that's something that Graham did all the time. Like Leach gets credit because he created this, but Graham switched the play a lot to put us in good positions. So, um, you know, I'm sure if you talk to my man Crab, he'll tell you how many times Graham put him in positions to be successful. And, you know, of course, Crab did the rest and made it happen. But uh, I've seen him make checks and make plays. He can run the ball because he's he, we've seen him run the ball, the option. Uh, we've seen him be able to throw. I mean, he has all the, the things that, in my opinion um, – you know, in my opinion, he needs to be successful. And to me, uh, I think this is the highest uh, ranking that Texas Tech has ever had in preseason, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I know it's one of the top three highest preseason rankings. preseason poll? Yeah, in terms of preseason, it might be the highest ever. So um, a lot of that kudos goes to him that, you know, people believe in what Coach McGuire is doing, but also comes down to – uh, the quarterback, you know, we had a great quarterback named by the name Patrick Mahomes. I don't think we were top four with him. Uh, so that, that says a lot to me about him. But overall, just his knowledge of the game, I think that's what um, separates him from those other guys. And I, I think that's why he went eight and one, um, because, like I said, you know, we've had this talk. I just I don't think we get separation at the receiver position. Um, I think Coach Juice is going to come in and, and, and create help him create that and do that. Great coach. Um, but. Like I said, for him, for me, uh, the fact that he uh, came in and did that and was hurt and still was able to go 8-1 halfway hurt, I mean, that says a lot. So if he's healthy and he can finish the season, like you said earlier, I think he could be, um, you know, second-best quarterback in the Big 12. But once again, I think his biggest question mark is how many games can he go? Because I don't know if he's made it through a season in his career. But um, I think that's what it com- comes down to for him. Yeah, that's definitely going to be made into a YouTube short, by the way. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm making that into a clip myself. Screw Twitter, Lyle. I'm going to do it. Um, (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) No, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like I said, when I brought Tyler Shuck up at five, I'm going to look stupid. It's just more of like I can't myself put him up where you have him yet because – and maybe it's just like naive of me 
But like, I, I can't do it because of the games played aspect. Like, that's right. it. I'm telling you right now, if he plays 10 games, I'm going to have him in the top two, top three at worst. Like, I'm going to, because we've seen what he does in terms of the most important aspect of what a quarterback does. I don't care how many touchdowns you throw. I don't care how many, you know, rushing yards you get. The only thing I care about at the end of the day for a quarterback, truthfully, and it's the only position like this in sports, simply, simple and plain, it's winning. And he wins. Like, I know there's a lot of factors going into that, but Tyler Shuck has proven time and time again he can win in a multitude of ways. I mean, perfect example, that cold game in Iowa State where they won 14 to 10 in Ames when it was zero mm. degrees outside. Mm. What does he do to end the, end the year? He goes down to Houston and he just obliterates Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels, right, with an offensive onslaught, right? So he can do it in a multitude of ways, and I agree wholeheartedly that the talent is there. Like, if you're asking me strictly pro-level talent in the Big 12 at the quarterback position, he's top two right now, and it's not a conversation. Like, it, it's just not. But it really just comes down to, can he play 10 games? I just need 10. Like, that's yeah. it, man. Because you know you got a guy in Baron Morton that can come in there if needed to help you. But you know, in order for Texas Tech to reach their peak, it's got to be Tyler Shuck. Hey, shout out to my man Morton, too. Shout out to you, brother. Shoot, honestly, if he was the starting quarterback, he'd probably be in my top six, too. Um, Without a doubt. So I'm guessing we have the same number one. Who would you pick, brother? Jalen Daniels. Without a doubt. Without Uh, a doubt. I don't think, and again, call me on my shit, Lyle, if you disagree. Jalen Daniels is the most important player to his team, not only in the Big 12, but the entire country. Case in point, last year. Bro, let me tell you something. For those of y'all who've never been to Lawrence, Kansas, on game day Saturday, that man is the same because I've been there and and saw my parents, spoke to my parents mid-game. So I'm telling you, for that dude to go in there um, and and for a program that hasn't been successful in a long time, go in there, and they were – I mean, they were up there. At the beginning of the year, they were up there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hold on. Sorry. But uh, for him, the way he did <laughs> to keep it moving, to, to have success, and then the drop-off, that's what we kind of talked about earlier. Yeah. When you get a backup – Usually that happens, you know what I'm saying? But the stuff that they do, the offense that they run is 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 pretty cool for those who've never watched it. Um they do well, some and it's really all because cool. of him. It's all yeah, because that's of what him. I'm saying. They they do some really cool stuff, but it's because of him. So uh like I said, they had to switch it up. If you watch uh the games that he played and the games that he didn't play, not the same. So um that's that to me, you we talked about it last year. You know, your sleeper is Kansas State. Honestly, my sleeper is Kansas. Uh, and you, wow, and we, both got a, we both got them at seven, but, um, like I said, man, it just depends on how they're doing. They got momentum. Uh, they had a, you know, a successful season to what they've been having. And I just think that they're one that they get a little momentum and he's another one. Can he make it through the season? Um, and I think the difference between him, you know, and Tyler is the way that, that Kansas uses him. Like they use him. You know, we use Ty a lot, but the way that they use him as far as running, like he takes yeah. a lot of hits per game. So, well, it's him um, and Neil. Like yeah. their whole offense is him and the running back, Neil. Like that's yeah. it. <laughs> and so I, I think, like I said, he's another one. Can his body hold or can uh, that staff do a good enough job to do what they want to do, but protect him? So, uh, like I said, for those of you who've never been on the field, um, like I said, it's not, t- but if you've never been on the field, there's some extremely huge people on that field. So, um, you know, his, his safety of getting down, being smart. And that's him as a player understanding too. Um, we kind of saw it in my brother, RG three, when he went to the NFL, like those guys have got to learn how to run and get down when you're being used in that offense, because those guys are, are so big. Um, you know, you're, you know, as a quarterback, well, you're not built to, to go in there and take 20 hits a game unless you're Tim Tebow, but, you know, regular quarterbacks, and, and maybe Will, because Will's 250. But other than that, um, it's just how he, as a player, how he's, um, how smart he is as a staff, how smart they are. But uh, I definitely think they're going to have to do what got them to this point 
to be successful. They go try to do a regular Texas Tech or not Texas Tech, but whoever, a regular air raid offense. I don't I don't know if they're successful in, until they get it rolling. So shout out to that staff and him. Yeah. Um, Leopold has done a phenomenal job up in Lawrence. Um, didn't know how that hire would go. I, I thought it would be a good one. Thought it would take like four or five years, but when you got a guy like Jalen Daniels there, um, <laughs> it accelerates the process a little bit. Um, so run from six to one. Give your top six again, Lyle, real quick, and then I'll do mine right after. All right, I got six, Chandler Morris. Uh, I got OU Gabriel at five. I got Quinn at four. I got Will Howard at three. I got Ty at two. I got Jalen uh, at one. And I do want to do an honorable mention to my boy Donovan. At Houston, I think he's going to get the notch, oh. and I, I give him honorable mention. He was close to being my six, without a doubt. Oh, spicy. That's spicy right there. Um, I don't know why I have so much faith in this guy. He's done nothing, but if I had to give an honorable mention, probably Blake Shapin. Um, My God, I don't know why I have faith in the guy. I really don't. I don't even know if he's going to win the job. I, I think it might be uh, Sawyer. From Lubbock. I think he might win that job. Could be. I don't know. We'll see. Doesn't really matter. Um, anyway, um, at six, I've got John Reese Plumley. Mm-hmm. Know the name people. He's the best player um, in terms of probably the one you're going to know most about from those new four teams in the Big 12. Got Tyler Shuck at five. I will wholeheartedly admit I will probably look dumb with that ranking if he uh, plays 10 games. Got Will mm-hmm. Howard at four. Really kind of want to switch him to three, but I'm not going to do it. Got him at four. If he increases his completion percentage just by like three points and gets it to 62, we may be talking about the best quarterback in the Big 12. Um, Mm. You got Quinn Ewers at three, Dylan Gabriel at two. I think Dylan Gabriel is – I think he's just an assassin, man. I think he was just hurt last year. Um, I think he's going to be a lot better this year uh, for Oklahoma. And then I think it was blatantly obvious who has to go at number one. Obviously, Lyle and I agreed. Um, the most important player, not only in the Big 12 to his respective team, but I, I truly believe it, the country. Um, mm. It's Jalen Daniels, quarterback at Kansas. Um, again, let us know who is the best quarterback in the Big 12. You see the bottom line below. It'll be a pinned comment down below as well. Lyle, what do you say we uh, transition into Big 12 Media Day thoughts uh, real quick? And, and before we do, I kind of need to go on a tirade, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Take your time. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, by the way, if you're excited about Texas Tech football season, go ahead and like the video. Mm-hmm. Lyle, I'm going to ask you some some questions here. And to be honest with you, they're rhetorical, um, just to let you know beforehand. Um, okay. Why the hell do people get upset about a head coach hyping up this program? I don't get it. Like, even if it's not realistic to some – that's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. And so what I saw yesterday, I have plenty of people in my mentions on Twitter. I saw plenty of tweets, and I saw plenty of people in other people's tweets in the Texas Tech space from other fan bases basically saying Joey McGuire's delusional <laughs> for three main points. The first one being this, Joey McGuire yesterday, and we'll talk about Big 12 Media Day a little bit more in depth here in a second. He said that he thinks that the DNs in the edge room is 100% better than the one that they had last year with Tyree Wilson. Again, you can't replace Tyree Wilson with one guy, right? Like, that's just not possible. I think we can both agree on that, right? That's a top 10 NFL draft pick in a freak. But when he says the room is better, I don't think you could argue that. It's a fact. Texas Tech has never had this many guys in their D end and edge room that couldn't make an impact, right? It's so good, Lyle, that they were like, hmm, well, this is a position of strength. Why don't we move one of our best outside linebackers that rushes off the edge, Josiah Pierre, to Mike Linebacker? That's how good it was. And so when you think about the guys that they've got coming back, you've got Miles Cole, you've got Joseph Adateray. I want to make sure I don't leave anybody out here. Uh You've got Isaac Smith, Bryce Ramirez coming back, Steve Linton. You've got Isaiah Crawford, a four-star from post who may have to redshirt because this team is so deep at this positions. 
I, I don't get the hate on that front. Just because you had a top 10 draft pick leave does not mean the overall landscape of your room can't be better, right? Got to understand that and put that in perspective. Next, Joey McGuire said this about the quarterbacks. He says that, and again, I haven't fact-checked this, um, but he brought it up and he even told people, hey, fact-check me on this. But I think I'm with him in the fact that Texas Tech is the only team in the Big 12 that has two quarterbacks on their roster that has wins against Big 12 teams. Mm, that's deep. Tyler Shuck and Baron Morton. Remember, health is an issue, but hey, sometimes health gives you valuable experience, right? Um, and he said that they have the best quarterback room in the Big 12 um, at the top of it. And I get it. Texas has all the stars with Arch Manning. Uh, they got Malik down there as well, who, by the way, I love Malik. Um, he's going to be a stud um, at Texas. Then they got Quentin as well. I mean, he's like Cam Newton. Jesus. Golly, yeah. that kid is huge. You think Will Howard's big. Go check out that guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I get it from a talent perspective, but from a, uh, you know, in terms of a pedigree from the talent perspective. But from a talent perspective in a provenness standpoint, I don't get how you can argue that with Joey McGuire if that's the case, um, personally, right? Um, and then this. This one is always fun, funny to me. Joey McGuire's like, our expectation is to win the Big 12 title. Like, yeah, no shit. That's what it should be. You got 18 starters coming back. How is that, like, delusional? I, I, I just don't understand, personally, Lyle. Like, I get it. It's Twitter, it's social media, it's toxic. People are going to get upset about stupid stuff all the time. But, like, you ended the year 4-0. You beat an SEC school. Um, not to mention you have 18 starters coming back from your bowl game and arguably the most important one um, being Tyler Shuck. Oh, and I forgot to mention, two of the starters that don't return on offense, you bring in a, your best offensive lineman, he will be, and Cole Spencer, a former All-American from Western Kentucky that had a medical redshirt last year due to a back injury. Oh, and then, by the way, you go get his counterpart at the center position at Western Kentucky and Rusty Stats, who they'll be playing left guard and center once again. Oh, and by the way, their offensive coordinator was Zach Kitley, so they understand the terminology. I am not trying to say Texas Tech is going to go 12-0, 13-0, 15-0, whatever it takes. But to say that Texas Tech doesn't have a chance to win the Big 12 is lunacy, right? Like, this isn't your mom's tech, or this isn't your grandpa's Texas Tech, right? Like, I'll say this, Lyle. Maybe this is a hot take, and please shut me up if it is. This Texas Tech team is closer to the teams you played on than the teams we've seen in the past decade. Like, yeah. that's what I think. I think that that's fair to say. I'm not saying they are you guys, but I'm saying no, no, no. I agree. they should be closer to what y'all were expecting. Yeah, than the they might be. They might be higher. Honestly, I don't remember us being that high. You know, mm -hmm. we we performed, but I don't remember like even when we were number two. I don't the preseason poll. We were not number two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like to this. I think this is the highest we've ever been pre-ranked. You know, um. So I agree with you on that, and then. You know, these people, people got to understand what he's doing. Uh, he, he's also marketing, not only for his players 100%. to be successful, but also to go to the NFL. He's starting a, a, a pipeline. Hey, we we got these guys. So y'all got to understand because they beat Texas and OU. That hadn't been done. We're building a $200 million uh, facility. That ain't ever been done. You know what I'm saying? They, I, I'm, a, I'm a big person. I say a hundred times, it's so hard to recruit here. He's recruiting here. He's done all the things that uh, people said he couldn't. So um, you got to understand what he's doing, okay? Like the the season tickets, I tried to get some season tickets sold out. The reason that they're sold out is because he's at the Big 12 saying we're going to win the Big 12 championship. So it's a lot more than what you you guys are, are understanding as a coach. You want to promote your team. You want to promote players. You want to promote your program. But you also want to get people involved. If he went up there, like you said, and said, oh, man, we ain't got a chance. No one's going to show up to the games. You know what I'm saying? I I, I get uh, my tickets uh, for being an alum from playing there, but I also wanted to have my own season tickets. Why? Because of all the stuff that's going on that I hear, that I see, uh, and get to be a part of. So I think you you got to understand what he's doing, why he's the buzz. If it, if it if it wasn't somewhat where people were following it, it wouldn't be on Big Twelve. Go type in Big Twelve Media Day. Joey McGuire pops up first. It's a reason. First one. Yeah, it's a reason. It's a reason why he's doing this stuff. So everybody's got to understand what he's doing. Like that's what I give Coach McGuire. He's a fantastic coach. 
but he's also a genius in everything he does. If y'all saw his the inside of his jacket, he was shouting out Leech. Like that's uh that's big time right there. So I think um that's what separates um him from a lot of the other coaches. He understands the value of marketing. And even when he spoke, he talked about high school coaches. He knows he gets all his products from us high school coaches. And so he makes sure to always acknowledge he was a high school coach. And he doesn't do that to, to be like, hey, man, I've been – he does it because we can all relate. So when we get a kid and Coach McGuire comes through, oh, Coach, yeah, I remember when I was in your shoes, it makes people want to send their kids to Coach McGuire. So y'all got to understand, this dude's really like a marketing genius. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's funny We just to changed me. the title. We just literally – you just changed the title of this video. It is now going to be Texas Tech Football. Joey McGuire is a genius. For real. That's what it's going to be. You know, from him going on the light pole, like he, like you know, and it's just so funny because it's so different from Mike. Mike would never go on a light pole. Mike wouldn't like. Oh, the crane. You know, Mike talking about the crane. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, crane. Yeah. yeah, Mike would never do that. Mike would never go and say Mike is just gonna come up with a story and and, and go and you know that's yeah. that was his marketing scheme was to go tell his funny stories to be Mike. Mike himself was the marketing scheme. You know that got people that wanted to come. And like we talk about in many podcasts, a lot of these kids go to play for people. You know, there's very small, 100%. very small universities where people say, I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Texas. I'm going to OU. Other than the top notch programs that have been for a while, most kids are going to play for somebody. So Coach McGuire, man, I'm taking notes every day and I'm, I'm kind of trying to get some high school kids to move out this way by doing the same. But I mean, it, it's been incredible the amount of, talk that always comes and in a good way like I said there's there's always gonna be negative people but it's always positive I've never met a person that has something bad to say about coach McGuire and um even like I said me being a small pawn I go to practice hey man how's leveling so you know it's 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 the little stuff that he does that he doesn't have to say that um and I'm already bought in I'm already sold but he resells sure. me every time I every time I go and he asks me how leveling it's just is. being genuine it's, yeah, it's being the genuine, genuine factor yeah, so I think that's where you guys got to understand the success, the the recruits, all the stuff that's coming with Texas Tech is because of what he's doing. He brought it to attention, the facilities, stuff like that. Brought, like I said, I think Texas Tech has the best alumni in the nation. I think this is just the first time that everyone's came together. Because like I said, I've never gone anywhere where somebody did not go to Texas Tech and did not know something about Texas Tech Same. ever. And so yeah. I think that he did a great job of marketing, bringing it together and making people realize if we come together, we can be an elite program, elite college. Um, and I think he's done that. And I don't think people give him credit for all the stuff that he's done as far as putting it together. That's why there's 18 starters back in a, in a world that um, you can leave and go get paid more money. So it's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And again, I, I want to say I get it from the other fan base's perspective, but also like I really don't because it's don't. if you don't it, it, it's like me going in Lyle or one of us going in and talking trash about I don't know I'd never do this but Kansas State right like we don't know what's going on on a daily basis right like yeah. we pay attention a lot more to Texas Tech and like I, I think I have a pretty good overview of what's going on in the Big Twelve. But the fact that you are like, there's people out there that are they're trying to blast Joey McGuire for hyping up his kids. That's what you're supposed to do. Like that, that's that's part of your job description. And agree with you wholeheartedly. As I mentioned, I will be changing the title of this video to Joey McGuire Genius at Big Twelve mm. Media Day. I mean, it, I might not have to put Big no, Twelve period. Media Day in there. Just oh, you put Joey- say period. Did you see the did you yeah. see the, the Patty Mahomes thing they just dropped? You you retweeted. No. I saw it from you. Oh oh, the video. Yeah yeah, dude. I binged that thing in like three days. But that's what I'm saying. Like he is a genius. Like that's what yeah. we haven't been. That's what we haven't been doing. Patty probably been back a hundred times. This is the first time I seen a video of him dropping down, slapping other coaches. He probably been back twenty times. We didn't know. Only time I ever knew he came <laughs> back was for the Ring of Honor. That was it. To be fair, it is difficult for Patty to come back, like football players to come back, like during the football season, just because, again, 
you're focused on what you're going on. Like your bye week may not line up with the home game, this, that, and the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but don't get it twisted. You're, you're going to see it because I know you haven't seen quarterback yet. I, I promise you, Lyle, every episode that Patrick Mahomes is in, you see him repping the double T at least once. Bro, but that's what I'm saying. But like on that, the That's second the biggest half, show in the world right now. That's, that's And you got that guy. Bro, that's what I'm saying. But it ain't been – we haven't been posting this man. You know what I'm saying? We have not been promoting this man, showing him coming back. This man has won two Super Bowls. And we – this yeah. is – you know, and we're just now starting to I think it's within say, reason, though. I think it's within reason. Yeah. I don't think you should be going and posting Patrick Mahomes every day. Right? Because that gets a little – Not that. But, but they like, do a good job of posting his highlights. That, but I'm just saying, how many times have they ever posted Crabtree coming back? The man that won two Blitten costs, been in the College Hall of Fame. You tell me when last time. And so that's what I'm saying. You got to take advantage of that. Like quarterbacks want to come here because of this man. You don't have to post it every day. But when he comes back, you better have a film him getting out the private jet and him walking to the field and him slapping up players. Like you got. I don't to. even think you need to do that. I don't even think I you do. need to do that. I just think, you know, I, I think they're doing a good, I, I think that that's part of it, but I think they're doing a much better job and shout out to Patrick Clancy. Um, he's the Joey McGuire shouted him out yesterday. He's the film guy for Texas tech in terms of the mm-hmm. uh, filmographer for Texas tech. I think they're doing a much better job of like when you see Patrick Mahomes working out and he is repping the double T mm-hmm. post it that quick. Right. Yeah. You don't think about it. It just, you know, come up some with some cheeky caption that says always uh, hardly home, but always repping or something like that. You know, just something like that. Yeah. And, and I think that's cool. But as a recruit, I want to know that you come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and, and when, I think he does to some stuff, degree. But yeah. when they do that stuff, it makes him want to come back. Like I talk sure. to crap. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the difference is like a lot of times. You know, it's not that he don't feel welcome back, but, like, that makes you want to come back when you do that. Like I said, they, they come back yeah. what, once a year, if that. And I'm just saying kids want to see, you know, back when I was playing, Wes Welker would come. Like, it would have been cool to, to see a tweet of him at the facility kicking it. You know sure. what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a rare thing. I'm not saying every time he comes. But when they're in Lubbock, Texas, you know what I'm saying, and Coach McGuire's done a good job of that with Patty with the new people. But, yeah, you need to put – the legends that come back and hang out and post it. Cause kids are like, like I said, when I was after I, after I left, you know what I'm saying? How many times is Graham been back? How many times is Crab been back? How many times is Louis Vasquez been back? Two times Super Bowl champ. Like you don't know because we, we don't post it. So I'm just saying when we get guys to come back, I think this has been great because as a recruiter, um, as a, as a recruit, I'm not there at Texas Tech. So when I see that he's back in the city, I'm like, dang, I might get to meet him. When I go, you may never see him again, but the fact is mm-hmm. he's there. He's coming back. He supports his school. And I think the older class, um, you know, my class, I don't think they – we always felt, like, supported to come back in a sense. Like, we were supported to come back, but I don't think it was – Well, now you do, though, far. right? Yeah, yeah, you know, Coach McGuire has been awesome. I think – Is that saying, more like, of a staff issue, you wanted, think? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say staff issue or any of that stuff, but I'm just saying if I went to Blitnikoff twice and I came back and yeah. it wasn't – it wasn't like posting me come back shaking hands like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like they show them support. I'll, I'll so say it then. You know, I'll say it. I think it's more of a staff issue, and it's this is more of a credit to Joey McGuire and what they've done because Absolutely. I think they've done a much better job. Most importantly, bringing Absolutely. you guys in, Absolutely. like, and making y'all feel welcome. I think the Very prior welcome. staff and Matt Wells. I just this is not a shot on Matt Wells. I think he's a good dude. Um, I think he did a shitty job at that. Um, yeah. I think they did a great job social media wise when he was there mm-hmm. i think you can tell that this staff that texas tech currently has right now is on the same track as you right like in terms yeah. of your way of thinking right now it's not going to happen overnight it's a process we both yeah. know that but i think they're taking the appropriate steps to make it happen because they realize the priority right now like it or not you do, and if you're at this point in the podcast i'm about to ruin your day um social media runs the world get over it it's the truth Right. If you're not if you're not relevant on social media, like to an extent, right, in business or whatever walk of life you're in, like in terms of marketing, advertising and truly getting the maximum value out of yourself. If you're not on social media, you're doing it wrong. Right. And so when you look at what Texas Tech has done, specifically with this new staff, they realize and I think it's that high school way of thinking. Right. Yeah. Like 
what are the their connections to high school football? They seen what those high school kids were into in terms of social media and how valuable that was. And it's like, okay, well, if we can relate with them and show them and get things for our brand on those mediums, we'll be yeah. all right. And they've right. done a phenomenal job at it. And again, I think you could promote Patrick Mahomes more, but I'll even be honest with you. If I saw Patrick Mahomes every other day on the tech football thing, I'd be like, all right, we got to calm down here just a little bit. Yeah, no. But every Sunday no, they put out, you know, highlights and stuff. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. hundred percent. And, and I, like I said, I'm the same way. Again, it's not even every day. It's just when they come, when they're present after sure. school. I think that's a big one. And you know, one of my biggest conversations I always talk to you about is like I said, what recruits want to see. Like, I, I don't think people understand like Adidas, Nike, under them. I don't think y'all understand like you understand, but I don't think others understand like how important that is to a kid. Like there's literally kids yeah. that choose schools off of uniforms. Oregon gets kids off of uniforms every year. So I just, like I said, I just think, like I said, it's just finding those things, like you said, the kids are into. And like I, like I said, you know, when you um, see people coming back that you see on TV every week, I think that's a big one more than highlights. Like, you know, like I, I just feel like recruits don't care to see Patty Mahone's you know, but I'm just saying, like, as a recruit, I don't they care want to, to see, see that Patty Mah- Yeah, but I don't care to see Patty Mahomes throwing the ball at Kansas City in Texas texture. I don't. As a recruit, I care when he's back. So, you know, I could say, hey, man, I may meet him because he comes back all the time as a, as a recruit. I, I think thinking, it's pretty you know valuable, though. Yeah, I, I, I get the aspect of actually being there, but I also think maybe even more valuable than him actually being there is, like, just actually being able to see that like Patrick Mahomes is like unequivocally in love with yeah. Texas tech. Um, and and you true. haven't seen quarterback yet um, on Netflix, no, by I'm the way, go today, check though. that I'm out. Binging. Thanks to you. Okay, I'm great. Awesome. You're going to love episode two. That's when Pat comes back um, for the ring of honor. Yeah. They show that. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't think any Texas tech fan questioned like how much Patrick Mahomes loves that university or loves mm-hmm. the university, but you, you literally see it on display for for the whole entire show. Like, I'm telling you, like, there's eight episodes. I'm trying to go through the episodes in my head. Maybe one, but I want to say all of them. He's wearing a Texas Tech shirt. Yeah. For at least, for at least like, a, a minute or, like, you know, one of those little small segments, right? But when he's at Texas Tech, this is a 15-minute, 20-minute long part of the show. Like, where Texas Tech is having free advertising – on the number one show in the world right now, that's unprecedented. And again, like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't all just be on Patrick Mahomes shoulders to support the brand because it's not right. No. But when you have the greatest talent in NFL history as an alumni, you take advantage of that shit and you run. And that's what I'm saying. I just, I just think like that, that piece right there, like them on the quarterback showing him coming back to Texas Tech. Like, I don't think there's anything else uh, that can top that. Like when a kid turns on Netflix and sees Patty Mahomes coming back at Texas, it's always going to be there. Yep. That, but I'm just saying, I, there's no better feeling because it's like, dang, that could happen to me. Versus, you know, versus the other. I think the other one is super important too. But I'm just saying, like, to come back, have a chance to be on the Ring of Honor, to see his relationship with those coaches. That's that's yep. more because, like I said, there's there's guys that I play with that rep Texas Tech that never came back. That never came back, spoke to us, yeah. older cats, never came back, kicked it. So, like you said, the love, I think we're kind of saying the same thing, but the love that he shows for the university, I think is like they've done a good job of showing that he um, loves that university and, and and kind of breaking. I think in the past, just in my humble opinion, it's kind of been a barrier from our guys coming back because, like I said, I don't remember a lot of my teammates coming back like that to kick it. I think some of the younger ones do. It's like mix and match, but I feel like, Coach McGuire has made it to where everybody wants to come back instead of those certain guys. You know, like if we need something, hey, Coach McGuire, I'd love to come to the game, love to stand on the sideline for a few minutes. Okay, done. And I think that he's done that for all. And, you know, especially like for me being a small piece in Texas Tech, you know, uh, I think that's what's made it cool for me because, like I said, he's treated high school coaches the same as he's treated me, as he's treated – you know, uh, Patty Mahomes per se. You know, Patty got to have yeah, security for sure. and all that stuff. But he treat us all. <laughs> go down the line and speak to everybody, uh, make everybody feel welcome. So, like I said, they know. They know. For me, all they gotta do is say the word. If when I get a kid, you know, I ain't gonna try to force him to go nowhere. But they know they got my vote. And if my kids ask, they know where I'm gonna, 
where I would like them to go and where I'll, I'll try to send them. So he's done a great job, man. He's a genius. So I take my notes and like I said, I may, I still have some plays from Kitley that we can do and some notes from McGuire. That's all you got to do sometimes. That's all you got to yeah. do. Let's wrap it up there though, man. Where can uh, people follow you on Twitter? Man, y'all can follow me at Coach L-L-E-O-N-G. And you can follow the GOAT, my main man. At RCMB323. You can follow him. That's the GOAT at Patrick. That, I don't care. Um, yeah, he's that's the GOAT right there. Honestly, one of my favorite belongings right here. This this picture's sick. Absolutely love it. Next week on the um, podcast, you'll see RC's going to change his name to GOAT Fecious. I don't even know how to spell that right, so... I don't, I don't think it. I'm going to be able to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, that might be a that, that might be a hard Google, um, hard Google. No shame in the Google game. Uh, he's Lyle. I'm RC. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the Back to Twelve podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button to stay in the know on Texas Tech football and men's basketball all year long, right here on the Back to Twelve podcast channel.